This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 207. 2021. Finals. Recap. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. I'm still the one that has to edit this. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I like myself. That. I like that. That's a good bit. That's funny. Hey, you know what? I enjoy that. Is it funny? Hey, Matt, I enjoy that. <laughs> Great. And I like what you're doing. If you expected me to to be not for Thanks it. Thanks for the positive reinforcement. Yeah, no, that's how I treat a good <laughs> comedy bit. A golden comedy bit that, as far as I'm concerned, is an institution of the show. All right? It's a big deal. The, you know what that, you the know, institution that no one else knows exists because I never edited into the episode. Because we talk about it at the beginning of many episodes. <laughs> I mean, unless you're a new listener, in which case you're like, what are they talking about? Yeah. We're talking about a little game. Okay. We play right when the show starts, which is that we say the title yep. of the episode. Yep. And Matt says it good and I say it bad <laughs> on purpose. And but this time we're recording at my house, so this time I said it good uh-huh. and Matt said it bad and Matt expected me to, to complain, be upset about it. But yeah. instead, I loved it because it's great. Yeah. Okay? Wonderful bit, Matt. I feel a lot better. Please continue the bit forever, even once it's really <laughs> lost its welcome. You know, its charm. Yeah. And you have to explain it to people at the beginning of the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we've even had this moment before on the show, buddy. Yeah, I sure. Think Probably within is, the last couple of weeks. This has happened. Um. So, so hey, just want to say... I'm tired. I'm tie-tie, <laughs> and uh, we don't... We don't feel like it. This right isn't a real now. episode that you're yeah. listening to right now. Me and Matt are tired. We worked our little tukuses off <laughs> on the tournament. The finals happened. I want to stress. Saturday. I want to stress this. The finals. You go look. You go on YouTube. The finals is there. Go watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's eleven. It's just under eleven and a half hours long. Yeah. Guess what? We rigged for multiple hours the entire day before that. Yeah. And we got in like. three two hours early mm-hmm. after a 45 minute drive to the studio yep. like and then had to wrap out that that 11 and a half hour day for y'all as viewers was like a 15 hour long day <laughs> for us yeah yeah imagine <laughs> that the entire game is just oh oh but a portion <laughs> of what we were doing uh and that doesn't count everything that happened in the months leading up to sure it. yeah um so this is like a beach episode this is like a beach episode but also like hey you know that thing we just addressed? The the finals is a long game. Yeah. And we recognize that maybe just sitting and watching that isn't necessarily for everybody, but some of you might want to know what happened in the finals game. Yeah. And if you want to, you could, you know what you could do? You could watch it a little bit at a time because there are great time codes. There are time codes. I and suggest it- watching it at one and a half speed. It's great. Yeah, watch it at one and a half speed. Watch it double speed at times if it's just not. Yeah, you you're can like churn this, through some bits, dude. Man. It's eleven and a half hours in this game. I don't blame you for watching it. However, you need to watch it's, it, buddy. You know the way to watch Ti is have it on, let it fill the space, right? 
if if you only need to pay attention to it half the time, then just pay attention to it half the time. You, you know didn't I mean? miss anything. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> but then there's the moments, you know, and then when the you'll, moments happen, you'll you're hear glad. us yelling. You'll yes. hear us yelling. We'll you go, yell. oh, let me back it up thirty seconds, yes. and I'll catch up to speed with yes. what the yelling is about. We literally yelled every time anything almost happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we probably yelled at times where it wasn't even warranted. It. We were crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were in a crazy wild state. Um. I yeah. What actually? I haven't even asked you. How did you feel, like just you as a person mm-hmm. that day for the finals? How did I you felt feel? great. Yeah. Being in the studio was like a whole different oh vibe. I'm so glad we had and, got the studio, and that made it. Um, yeah, that was Rock Hill Studios, and uh, it was very good to yeah. just be in a different space doing it. It put me felt like I was more on. It's easy to, when we're at our desks streaming, it's very easy to get comfy, cozy, yeah. kick back in the reclining chair and yeah. just sort of like let the game happen. Mm-hmm. Those those streams where you see me losing my mind a little bit in the prelims, that's because daddy's relaxing. Yeah. Um, but there was no relaxing, which was good. Good for the energy level. I was It was exciting uh, like the whole time. Yeah. Even, even in like what is always dead round three, I felt less dead than normal. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. In a weird way for us, uh, this is maybe people watching it will be like, I don't agree. But for us, I think we could recognize that the game was going long. Yeah. But it did not... Never felt it. ...feel long. Yeah. I think it's because it was... It's like it's a final game. So for us, it's a culmination right. moment. It can be as long as it wants. Exactly, because yeah. it's the last time right. for this tournament. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not the last time in general, but it's the last time for this tournament. So it's kind of like every, you know, like at the end of round one, you're kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah. Bye, round in one. In the prelims. Oh, my God, round one, exactly. you're gone. <laughs> yeah. In the prelims, any end game discussion is always us complaining, like, come on, guys, can't you see the forest through the trees? Like, yeah. this is, there's nothing here. You, 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 And this one, it was like, no, chase every, find yeah. out every path you yes. can. Do it all. I don't care. Yes. You need to, you, you, you shoot your shot, buddy. Yeah. I will watch you do everything. Not to say that the commentary uh, didn't get sassy at times. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we sassed them. Uh, we sassed them plenty. Humble wasn't they, getting out of there alive. Dude, they sassed each other, yeah. too. Boy, and, howdy. Uh, those Americans, the Americans <laughs> in the game, sassy. All three of them, real sassy. Yeah. And uh, honestly, at times, should have toned it down. But uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. Honestly, at times, should have backed off a little bit. Need to chill a okay? little bit. Should have, you know what? To I'll, I'm not going to single anybody out. There were three of them, okay? <laughs> and we're just, for everybody, a little bit. <laughs> Could have backed off I'll a say little this bit. Much. They were so sassy at one point, one of them said, <clears throat> I'm speaking with the Americans right now. <laughs> that's how bad it got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, in the past I I've never okay so let's talk about the the six players so we had three Americans, uh we had uh two from the UK yep, uh, no Canadians this year um and then one from we'll just say continental Europe sure uh, Czech Republic yep, was that correct right. yeah um all six great players loved them loved having them uh the three Americans uh sassy uh goofy mm-hmm. uh talked uh frankly too much uh uk <laughs> players probably could have talked a little more could have ta- always didn't could've. talk a lot one no. of them i don't think wolfen said forgot anything. he was there <laughs> <laughs> literally no. we were watching we we were prepping this and watching back to the vod and we were like what's wolfen doing i don't know <laughs> 
He's here. He's in this game. Oh yeah. Wolfen was playing a very, but not to say that uh, that Wolfen. It was played. a great, amazing game. No, Wolfen was playing, and great. that's why it was so good. Is like he was laying dormant in the shadows, crushing yes. it the whole time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we. Yeah. And then. Uh, and then we had our lone uh, continental European uh, player that had a kind of exciting. I would. I would argue that if you're going to trace one player's arc through the entire game. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Andra's is really what a roller coaster. Quite radical. Yeah. Like it's very it's uh it, there's a lot of highs, there's some lows. Uh and there's some lows that are higher than Andra thinks that the low is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's uh it's uh, man, what a what a game. You got to you got to watch this game. Um but yeah, and I don't want to ruin are we going to spoil who actually wins or are we going to kind of just walk through I the think events and I, then say and then something no, happened. No, 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 no. This is a spoiler episode and we need to treat it as such. Okay. The, the, from here on out, like definitely spoilers. That is literally the entire point of this right. episode. You're this, uh, we're not narrating this as though it is the experience of the episode. We're going to spoil everything from top to bottom, but we're going to talk through the events. Well, okay, I'm going to I'm going to couch what you're saying a little bit. Sure. We're not going to spoil everything from top to bottom. We're no, gonna no, no, not, talk. Yeah, we about, won't spoil every moment. We're gonna talk about the the big the big moments of each round, kind of thing. I'm gonna get even more specific. Sure. We're gonna talk about the stuff we remember the best <laughs> from it, and that means that we we're definitely gonna leave out some stuff. Yeah, this is not gonna be a perfect summation. This is not a substitute. I would say this is for uh, people that have maybe already watched the game and want to kind of like replay it a little it in bit their in their head because yeah. it's not gonna be a long episode because we need to go. Okay. Right. We're tired, and we're going to do a real episode for you in a couple days, like I said. Yeah. But uh, this is for people that want to kind of relive it a little bit, and then it's for those people that never, ever, ever are going to watch it yeah. anyways. And I get it. I man. get it. Hey, hey, I would never, ever do it either, <laughs> I think, if I were you. You know what I mean? Like, if I were you With your temperament, this, with your way. Ugh. Yeah. If I were you, I wouldn't do it. But <laughs> but if you are the person that's already done it, awesome. Thank you. If you are going to watch it, I would encourage you to watch it. Uh, split and it not up have again. It spoiled. Seriously, like split it up in chunks, and it's worth yeah. it's worth writing out to the end. Yes. So yeah, yeah. It's on the YouTube. It's easiest to watch on the YouTube, in my opinion. Although you lose, the, it's still lose on the Twitch. Twitch. Chat. It's still on the Twitch, and you can you can look at the chat. Although we consciously, and I think I think some people. Is there a way to preserve it? forever i don't think there you is. have to put it in the video yeah. that's the only way you yeah that I know. and i'm not doing that yeah um yeah so so if you want to check out the twitch chat it's going to be on the twitch for as long as it stays which i think it's like two weeks which now would be like a week and a half for you right so go check that out if you need the the chat i will say we very consciously tried to avoid addressing chat a lot which is actually not something most time we don't really care um yeah. in most of the videos that we do um, but we did consciously try to uh, just stay in the game and not address chat too much. As so much. hopefully you're not going to be confused about what's going to be discussed. Although you will be confused at some point because this commentary of a Twilight Imperium game. Come on, sure, come on, give me a give me an inch, man. Yeah. So let's get into uh, the the draft a little yeah. bit from let's what we can remember. Um, this was so. First off, the players were given the map. 24 hours before the game yeah they had 24 so, hours to think and they about did it. not know they were going to be given the map 24 hours it was actually we didn't know we were going to do that until like a couple days before can we tell the story of that real please quick? do yeah so duke lucum uh winner of the the 2020 uh tournament 
uh, was talking. We have a we had a little uh, we had a little brain trust to work on the finals map with, and he mentioned that last year we had revealed the map like a week early. A week early. Well, okay. So then the and memory we didn't know that. I didn't know that. I I thought every year we revealed it at the stream, but apparently last year I was so afraid of the finals map not being good enough that I was just openly testing testing it like there were multiple versions going out basically Mm -hmm. the way it was really working out is the finalists didn't know if this would definitely be the final version or not and then i just stuck with the final version i gave them you know a couple weeks before or whatever so anyways duke lukem describes that as being the whole reason he had such a good ghosts game was he was able to think through some different opening strategies with different factions and what and whatnot and we realized that what a horrible thing to lose like yeah what, right. that is such a why wouldn't we want the best players in the world to like get to prepare to at least a little yeah. bit right right yeah so we gave it to him 24 hours ahead of time i would say i wish they had gotten a little more time with it mm-hmm. i will say that uh, so i like it i like that they don't get to play a game on it i like, I like that, that aspect but there's not but whatever I, even if they had gotten to play a game on it i don't i don't care but yeah i, I would even so much give it to them like a week out i next like a year. week i think mm-hmm. a week is cool uh, i think next year we should do a week because a week is you know they probably will all play games on it right but they can't play you know i mean maybe they can squeeze in two or three yeah at most right you know right but then most of them aren't gonna some people get are in. laughing at me the sure. people that play every day are laughing yeah, at me. yeah exactly but whatever um so anyways the map was originally going to be very very mean and uh, severely lacking in influence. Yes. And as we were testing, we realized that just doesn't make for fun uh, games to watch mm-hmm. in the end. Basically, mm-hmm. no influence. The big thing is this. This is what we, we saw happen in multiple games, which is one person starts to kind of maybe run away with it. Or, or let's even say it's kind of in question, like who's going to win. But the big thing is in the final round, nobody has tools to deal with other people. They're all they. You have just enough command counters to do your thing, which means whoever wins, eh, it's just because you because you did. Yeah, and and there was well, that's how it goes every time. Just sure, but but there was but there was no wind slaying. Yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah, multiple games. If If it's too slow, the players are too constricted, and also so this always leads into the complaint. The most often complaint we get on any tournament map. Is well, you. This is blue factions only. Right. This well, is what, and that means factions that start with the blue tag. Right. And and what we've decided that means at this point is it's pretty simple. And 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 it's like not to put down people that have like you're you're right when you right. say that. We you're, are we are giving that preference to those factions. Well, absolutely. But, but okay, no, actually, that's the part I disagree with. Right. It's never from that perspective. No, it's not. Whenever saying, oh, we want blue start factions to be nope. good on this map, it's just if the map is tough. Right. Blue Star factions are going to have a leg up. Right. I just don't know how to make a tough map that doesn't Well, have the reality that. of all of it is I can't make good factions not good. Yeah. I can't make problem. a map where Arborek is great. Yeah. That's impossible. How do you do it? Well, I mean, unless like you. <laughs> unless you assign a slice to Arborek <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. give them Bear Glare to Four, right, a Cohen right, Jail yeah, Ear, yeah. and Lodor. Right. Like, yeah, it's. You're not. You cannot just make a slice great. Yeah and know that like a specific faction is going to end up there without specifically assigning it. So anyways, we gave up on that. We made it um, decently wealthy. Everyone had six influence mm-hmm. in each slice. And um, 
what ended up happening basically was there wasn't a bad slice, but there were a couple slices that are like, whoa, that's crazy good. Like way too good. And the draft sort of, you saw that reflected like yellow slice was like kind of the first thing grabbed. Um, But we ended up seeing some fun factions. Uh, So we saw Muat, Argent Flight, Empyrean, uh, and we saw Clan of Sar freaking make it in, which was wild. Uh, Talagos had them in their opening hand. Yeah, so and- so Talagos was first pick, drew Sar. So yeah. it was kind of the the you got to go for it. Yeah, the the best uh, the best situation there. And then we also had Nazroka and Vulwraith Cabal. All yeah. six make it through. There was also notably Yin Brotherhood uh nalu collective and isarl made it into the pool but were not drafted which i get it seeing nalu right. and isarl not not especially great right so those are the drafted factions uh the slices ended up being they ended up sticking uh sar with white slice which i think is the right call a lot of people agree that that is like kind of the worst one yeah um, it's an awkward amount of resources and influence to spend. Like you have a bunch of like two, 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 one planets, which means like no matter what, if you want to spend your six influence, you're burning like four, at least four resources right, to do it. Right. Oh, there was a really greedy moment I want to talk about a little bit actually, because uh, I'm saying this specifically because the once we start getting into the game proper, we're not going to say a whole lot about Wolfen um, until the end of the game, which yeah. we're going to talk about Wolfen a whole lot more. Right. But one thing I want to say that was really funny that happened with Wolfen, and I, I would love to hear from Wolfen on this. Actually, reach out to me if you want to, if you're listening. Um, Wolfen was in a good spot in the draft, fourth pick in the draft, um, very good at Empyrean, mm-hmm. even made a meme right. about how he was going to play Empyrean again in the finals, and then it's up to his pick, and he goes, uh, I'll take Purple Slice. Yeah. And then the next player literally drafts Empyrean, and I was I was flabbergasted. Yeah, and yeah. I'm still flabbergasted. Right? Did you? Well, because he takes a slice too. That isn't even anything. Dr- There's a Cor- Cormund is in the way to Mechatol Rex well, and, is the slice that Wolfen took. It's interesting. That's why it's a uh, it's a real question here because I do not know if Wolfen took purple because he was thinking I'm gonna play. That they're not going to pick Empyrean. I'll get Empyrean. Right. Or did Wolfen pick that slice, being like, "I'm going to play Cabal here"? Yeah. Because it does. Because of the fact that uh, I like. I think this rule is very weird. I don't even understand this, but the whole like, I put a dimensional tear in the gravity rift system, right? And now with Cormand, it's and now it's I can fine. It. Right. I don't have to Roll. worry about it. That's just weird to me. <laughs> Why is it? I think like it would be weirder the other way. I don't know, but. I that's weird because you're still moving through a system with a gravity rift anyway it's not important i just want to know if wolfen was getting greedy and thinking that he could pick his slice and then still get empyrean or was wolfen thinking i'm gonna play cabal in the slice because i'm thinking because of cormand it likely was to actually play cabal there which if that's the case kudos yeah if not i'm just surprised because you made the meme i thought you were gonna do it right um anyways uh, what else happened? Muat ends up in yellow, which is the one I'm talking about that was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Humble Checkmate takes yellow first, is left with the choice of four factions, and takes Muat, which is, I think, perfectly fine. Now, we haven't seen Muat get any wins in the tournament at all so far. Mm-hmm. I will say I think this was the best Muat performance we saw in the entire tournament. I said this in the stream, too, I believe. but And that's not even disparaging other Muats. We saw great Muats. Vision S played a Vision great S played an amazing one, but I think Humble also played the pants off of this Muat in this game. It was a very good Muat game. Yeah. I think it will be hard because they it's it's they both played uh 
very good Mua, and they did completely different yeah. things. Oh, yeah, exactly. They did not do the same stuff at Mm-mm. all. Mm-mm. Um, I I actually, uh, to you know keep up my rivalry with Humble Checkmate, I think that Vision S's thing of using Starforge right. and having all of the, the really maximizing the use of Starforge and the mechs producing infantry mm-hmm. everywhere... It's just wicked cool. Felt more distinctly Muat. Yeah, whereas Humble was yes. just playing Humble. Humble yeah. was playing a talky game, yeah. and Muat has enough things to make that work. Yeah, just to talk a little smack about Humble. Which, <laughs> sure. Which we'll do more Gotta about squeeze later. that in. Anyways. Uh, let's do round one. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do just round one. Let's get into round, round one. one. So round one, the first two objectives out were two unit upgrades, which is generally like a, oh, no one's getting that. Basically, right. no one can get two unit upgrades right. round one. And uh, two systems adjacent to Mechatol Rex, which, I mean, there's only six systems adjacent to Mechatol Rex. So at the very most, only three people are going to accomplish that anyways. So the big question mark the entire round was, who's going to score this round? Um, In the end, you know, a lot of people just did their normal expansion and stuff. But Cabal and Sar both ended up with two adjacent to Mechatol Rex, which is essentially what you would expect. Cabal has the speed. Sar got Speaker and Warfare round one. So it was like, oh, no brainer. Sar is going to get that point. No big, not a big deal. And and that's not even, well, wait, is that actually true? Is that what happened with Sar? Yeah, Sar got Speaker. Sar. Well, no, no, no. I know that's correct, but the big, the big story with Sar in round one is custodians. Round one. They oh yeah. yeah, 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 they yeah, yeah. Got it. That's true. Um, they did both. They did. They got both? custodians and two adjacent to Mechatol. Oh wow, I did not realize yep. that. They got a lot done round one. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, but the bigger story round one was the wild deal making that started to go down between Muat, humble checkmate, and mm-hmm. Argent Flight, Teddy's jam for you. Um, and this was mostly instigated by Humble Checkmate right. because Humble Checkmate's big thing was I want to get my second War Sun out this round. I want it right now. Right. I want my commander unlocked and I'm setting up for a Mechatol push. It was kind of the obvious thread here. And so Humble was like, I am going to go above and beyond to make this thing happen. Right. Uh, Teddy's Jam for you had leadership, which is like, okay, so how you don't have a whole lot to offer necessarily. Uh, but... In the end, uh, through a bunch of trade um, shenanigans and I think some non-binding business too, Humble Checkmate gives Teddy's Jam for You Fires of the Gashlock right. in exchange for enough money to build their War Sun. Uh, and that, hilariously enough, gives Teddy's Jam for You the ability to score two unit upgrades, which is like the impossible objective to score round one because right. they can get PDS2 very, very easily and then they're just given pro, uh, War Sun technology so teddy's jam sort of lucked himself or or you know talked his way way into scoring round one scoring round one which is going to set him up for a lot of success that that basically prevents him from ever needing to take imperial for the rest of the game right uh yeah i i really um i really think it's interesting too that he was able to that that the objectives kind of incentivized Teddy to go for PDS two, yeah. Because Teddy plays, uh, we've seen Teddy play Argent before in the semifinals. He played Argent, uh, and he plays a very specifically PDS and Hollow Lattice, yeah. Um, 
Argent. I don't know if Teddy doesn't like strike wing alpha twos, right? But he doesn't. He hasn't. Doesn't gone, use I haven't them. seen him go for it, <laughs> right? Um, so it's interesting that that yeah, that's what we ended up with. And then the the war summon will become uh, important later yeah. that Teddy ends up. The with. unique factor here too, though, knowing he's going to go for Hollow Lattice is funny because adjacent to Teddy's home system is a supernova, and adjacent to that supernova is Muwat. So right. there's this building tension of. You need to figure out this War Sun player. Like, you have to figure out yeah. what you're going to do with this Muat player because Hollow Lattice isn't going to protect you from that flank. Muat will just come in there whenever they want to. Right. And a big, so a big story with, uh, well, uh, let's talk about Andre a little bit in round one. So Andre does a play. I don't know. I, I wonder if he's, if he still stands by this. Yeah. I also don't know. I don't think he does. I think he said in the Discord that he kind of, no, no, I think it. he stood by it. I, I don't remember. So, so Andre took trade round one. Uh, used uh, trade did not refresh anybody, yep. um, which I think some people paid to refresh themselves. I think yes. they just spent the token because it wasn't like there wasn't Teddy like did that because yeah. he had leadership. Teddy Exa spent the token to refresh himself. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't it didn't really cost too much for Teddy. I think Empyrean also spent the token. I Maybe. feel like I'm just pulling that out of my butt. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, I think actually Kool Aid was able to do it. Uh, Kool Aid was playing as Empyrean. Um, Empyrean was able to do it because uh, they had diplomacy, so they were able to. I think get they an managed. Extra token. Oh yeah, they they no, they bought two tokens off a of leadership round one, and so they ah. did have extra tokens. That's right. So, but so beyond that, um, Andra only made the three dollars off of the trade primary, right? And I think got to spend the commodities on mostly exploration mm -hmm. stuff, something like that. But that was kind of it. Yeah, um, it was a rough trade round. Um, but but in his defense, and this is why I don't think it was a bad call, especially mm -hmm. at the moment, he was sandwiched between Clan of Sar and Vulwraith Cabal. Right at that moment, he's going. I there's like no way I'm not going to get swallowed. And his right. defense for the for not uh, refresh replenishing either of those two was, I don't need to give them any more money than they're already going to be making, or else they will absolutely crush me. Like I, I will not make enough off of trade primary to keep up with the crazy production value. Now you could make the argument you're still you're not going to either way like you're, right. you're gonna stay behind them regardless but i totally get the idea of i right now if i want to get myself into a defensive position i cannot give sar Wraith the chance to like gut me round two yeah yeah i get that I, I i think i think it makes sense it was it was at the time a surprise it was a twist yes, you know it exactly. was like oh wow well especially after we spent so much time talking about how andra like doesn't talk the talk with all these talky players right, and right. then his like first action of the game is all right no money for anybody no talking you can't talk me out of it i'm not giving anybody money right <laughs> it was right. like oh okay andra came here to party yeah very much way. very much showed up and and did it that way and and as naz uh, because andra was playing as nazroka i sort of got the logic in keeping the commodities uh he was in uh industrial rich yep uh slice so it was like, those cards are going to come out. We're going to buy, you know, maybe we'll buy an extra mech off right, of this. Maybe right. we'll buy an action card or whatever. I guess yeah. the action card wouldn't be so good. But the mech's cool. Right. Um, yeah. So um, Sar got Custodians. Again, don't really... I mean, Wolfen just did did good. Got yeah. the point. Um, Same with Empyrean, like we said. Got some extra tokens. Uh, got into some Empyrean did not get the point, though, right? No. Empyrean didn't, get a, didn't score. And Muat didn't score round one. Right. Yeah. Um, we will talk. And neither did Nazroka. 
Yeah. Um, so going into round two, our next objective was have five or more ships in one system. So it's like that delayed lead from the front, right? Like you, right. you, you get to keep your tokens, but you have to basically invest them into your fleet supply for like two rounds mm -hmm. to effectively score this thing. So it slows the game down. Uh, it, it, it made for not the most invigorating round two in the world. Um, but we did in the agenda phase before round two, we dodged a representative government yeah. and a mutiny. <laughs> mutiny oh, yeah. came out and they burned it. Basically, they they all voted against. Nobody lost a point. Nobody gained a point. Yeah. Just just burned a burned a mutiny too early in the game for people to get fancy. Which actually kind of ended up being like a theme uh, with the agenda phases in this game. Yeah. Of excite, we got to see a lot of the really exciting agendas. Um, and then this table mm -hmm. just kind of, but I mean, it makes sense. It's a finals table. You're yeah. not playing for memes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's These no people were all playing allowed. To win. Yeah. yeah. So, so burn, burn them, get rid of them. Uh, so yeah, most of round two was people just stocking up, building at home and that's it. Like pass, right? You just mm -hmm. build, build the ships you need to have five ships in a system and pass. Right. We've got, I would say the, the, the best player of round two. We're gonna if we're gonna kind of go in that. I think I think Sar overall won round one. Definitely. Uh, and the, the draft. Custodians round one. Yeah, draft was good. Um, Sar being uh, also Talagos. So we're gonna just try and use both, I guess. Um, Humble checkmate as Mua, I think, has a great round two. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is where the deal uh, from round one pays off for Muat. Yeah. Uh, Muat gets their hands on Imperial, and with the second War Sun means they get to take Mechatol. And have other stuff protected really well. Too. Like, they, they're not... They, they can kind of do whatever they want right. in round two because they have both War Suns ready to go. Now, I will say, they are protected and 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 scary, but only in, like, a round two kind of yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's the it's, kind of thing where they're, like, War Suns floating out there by themselves. Right. Kind of, not right. by themselves, but with, like, a single fighter. I'll, I'll even there. skip ahead. The first action of round three is to bail on right, Mechatol. Right. He, he gets his Mechatol point uh, off of Imperial, uh, which he saves basically for the very, very end of the round. Like, he, he postures and postures and postures all around and then jumps on Mechatol, scores the point ends the round next round first action leave so yeah. it, it was literally only for that purpose it's not a situation where muat takes and locks down mechatol and holds it with two war sons all game he, he just wants his guac and wants to get on with his life yeah um notably uh so as far as teddy slash argent goes uh start setting up more uh pds has basically think a pretty good pds network set up and i think it's hollow lattice in round two yeah uh, if not in round two gets it like very early in round three um so you know you've kind of already got that argent locked up scenario so right. we can figure out how to make the points i mean nobody's going to be invading his home system um empyrean and vool wraith both literally just build their ships yeah. and and pat like they do nothing else this right. round pretty much it's just build the five ships and move on right it's kind of kind of a slower round for them uh, let's see. I think there was some fun stuff that happened. We had like double explorers on Vefit too. Mm -hmm. You don't even really need to know that. But yeah. um, Sars Sarball is moving towards Nasroka though, yes. and become becomes to be this sort of looming threat. Now, and and it's it's kind of rough because it's like Sar has postured above Quan, which is the equidistant between um sar and nazroka yeah uh, but the thing about kwan is it's also a wormhole so i think it's one of those things where it's like i think sar is just basically saying i don't know who i'm punching yeah <laughs> but there will be punching soon right well, undoubtedly because yeah. there's not really an objective right now 
that is saying, hey, go punch. Right. The only thing is uh, intimidate counsel, but that's one of those ones that's very easy to negotiate. Right. And rounds, round one, it was uh, Vool, Wraith, Cabal, and Sar. Round two, it's Muat and, and Nazroka. Yeah. And, and, no, and there's no, like, I mean... I think there were a couple moments of tension. Like, there was a moment where Vool Wraith Cabal could have blocked it from Nasroka, but, like, basically they work it out, right? There's, right. there's just, you know, there's there's no more threats. That was sort of Andra's theme in the whole game, is anytime he tried to do anything, there was, like, a moment of, like, oh, but we could, like, really kind of crush Andra's thing. And right. most and that- of the time he got around it, not every single time, but it's, like, it's it felt like... He could never just get away with stuff like everybody else was getting away with stuff. Yeah, I agree. I, and I mean, I think it all just comes back to the whole, like, if you're in between Sar and yeah. Cabal, it means there's always going to be a player that can get to yes. the stuff you got with more stuff than you have. Right. And that's, yeah, that's, I mean, we really, I would say, didn't do, say enough in the commentary about how crumb sauce. Yeah, how terrifying. Is. How horrible it would be to have both those people as neighbors. Yep. Uh yeah, would just just uh rough as hell. I've played I, a you game. Know what? I've played a game as a cabal mm-hmm. with a sar. John was a sar, and John was oh publicly publicly going like, "Hey, we're gonna eat this person right in between us, like in 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 the uh, blue yeah. slice. We're just gonna completely swallow them up, right?" And I was the cabal who was like, "I don't want to commit," and it ruined both of our games basically. Yeah, so, that was a weird game. So do it. That was actually, a funny my game. suggestion: if you are a cabal you and a sar, you should just eat. You should. Just you guys could sh- should share the neighbor. Yeah. Basically basically play space risk yeah. um and you might actually win the game even doing yeah. that um one thing i want to say too uh i want to have some more sympathy for um for andra slash nazroka who actually we, it's like we're making it sound like uh he had a bad game i actually think he had a very exciting game yeah but one bit of bad luck on top of the fact that the neighbors were trash mm-hmm. for him was that I noticed the relic fragments in this game. Oh my god! They just started coming out for everybody. Yeah, all everybody the time. Everybody's getting all the like round one. Everybody's just exploring right. all the fragments. Well, and and Andra already set himself up as not much of like a talky trader, so sure. he wasn't getting in there buying everybody's relic fragments. He was letting them come to him. Generally speaking, he right. got a handful. I mean, he 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 got relics throughout the game, or totally, he was totally. helping. You know, he got black market forgery out there, but not as much as you know. If you saw a way more deal making player, they'd be peddling those things like crazy. I just think too though that like it's just it's just bad luck sometimes yes. you're Nazroka and so many of them are getting across the to table because like they're free to trade with each other too right. all they need from you is, is black market forgery yep. but every time you get a relic fragment that's just another little you know that's another command counter exactly. slash stall yeah. slash you know relic and he wasn't even one. getting attachments hardly in his slice too he was yeah, just getting crappy explorers throughout yeah. yeah so the RNG was really not kind to Nazroka and and the neighbors were yeah. were just the worst you could ask for. Um okay, let's let's get into the next yeah. round. So what was, what was the next objective? So so round 3 oh my God, our yeah, objective is engineer a marvel, have your flagship or war sun on the board. So you just built big fleets. Now you got to make them bigger. Yeah. <laughs> with the big ship. Now right. this is obviously a huge win for Muat. Humble checkmate. And uh yeah, I just want to say real quick, Matt, this was a good script. This is a very know, good that script. Was a good script. Yeah, that pretty... was a good follow kind of alley-oop there. <laughs> uh pretty good script. Um so this is unfortunately though for us too kind of leads to more slow stuff right this this is like a different version of spend eight resources right build your flagship so people just gonna kind of keep things slow build uh it's this like calm before the storm feeling for like a lot of this game was just like set up and wait and wait and wait and when are we going to be told to go do something bigger um 
uh, like uh, this agenda phase going into round three. Also, uh, the first agenda was whatever, but we see Minister of Peace come out and there's like huge discussion of like who should get this and why and when. And I mean, this always happens with Minister of Peace too because right. it's, a, it's a power, power, powerful uh, spell. Yeah, <laughs> but, and I don't even remember how they landed on uh, Empyrean. Yeah. Uh, but they end up giving it to Empyrean and it really... I mean, is a factor. Yeah, uh, for it's a big the deal. Game. I, if I had been in the game, just gen in general, I would not have let it go to an Empyrean player. The last thing you need is for Empyrean to be able to call off an attack on top of burning sabotages and burning action cards and let all of this me, stuff. Let me. I would like to push back a little bit. Sure. Here's here's why I would say we can give it to Empyrean. Who cares? Um, because from the perspective of the other five players, uh, if I want to attack. The Minister of Peace, of course, it's not going to go through. If I want to attack their home system, mm -hmm. it's not going to go through. Well, I can't Do break anything. into Empyrean's home <laughs> sure. system anyway. So what does it matter yeah. if they can tell me for sure I can't? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, may, you know, I actually, maybe I'm talking myself out of it, though, because an Empyrean player knows... My home system is untouchable if I've set up correctly, right. which actually spoiler. I can go make other actually, stuff untouchable too. Yeah, I and now I I have like this extra on top. I don't know that there's no right answer with Minister of Peace. Yeah. no one should have it. It's going to be a problem no matter who has it. Definitely. Someone has to have it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really I'll say this. There's a lot of really dumb interludes. Um, on this <laughs> in video, the, yeah. we get pretty dumb in between, That's and we okay. left it in there. We did. Um, and by we, we, I mean. Matt I left, left it, in, it there. in there. I yeah. want you to have the full experience. Yeah. Regardless, like we said, first action of round three is Muat bailing. Yeah. Muat bails <laughs> off Mechatorx. of Mechatorx. Um, and yeah, the rest of the round is Ooh, a lot of building a, up. But this is an exciting round. This now. is where things get juicy between uh, Nazroka and, Nazroka and, Sar. and It's Sar. very fun. Okay. So what, what happens is at some point in this round, I don't remember exactly when. It doesn't matter. Um, Sar picks up shard of the throne yeah which is always hilarious well and it's what, what's even better about it is the extent to which uh like like nasroka helped sar get shard of the throne like there was you know there were there were traded uh fragments mm -hmm. uh as part of this and then after sar gets it uh, the table then immediately puts on pressure because Nasroka is in range of Sar's home system, right? And says like, "Hey, you kind of need to go take that." And and I mean, Nasroka doesn't hate having a point too. They don't. They haven't found their guac yet or anything like that. Uh, so Nasroka obliges and takes one of the planets in Sar's home system, taking the shard that they just helped Sar acquire. Right. And now Sar, who last we talked about, had uh, their Sarball parked over Quan is basically saying, all right, well, if you take that from me, I'm coming after you, and yeah. I'm going to take it back by invading your home system. Um, Which, honestly, Sar okay. wasn't even saying that much. What, Sar's was stuff was positioned. Andra was like, I can tell you're definitely going to come get my home system. And and Talagos being Talagos just obfuscated. was just like, no, I don't I don't know that I'm necessarily doing that. Let's right. talk about it. Right. And Andra was just like, no, no, I'm doomed. You're coming for my home system. It's all... I'm I, this is I'm screwed. Yeah, and and Andra's talked about this decision because what what ended up happening was uh, Nazroka slash Andra uh, takes the shard of the throne and then gives his support for the throne to Sar, yep. basically saying, "I took a point away from you. Here, here is my support for the throne. It's a one way. Yeah. You know, it's not a swap. Right. So just go do whatever it is you're going to do, and and you know, leave me the heck alone. Basically, yep. is the idea. Um, and Sar obliges. Now the bummer 
about that is almost immediately Sar goes for Mechatol Rex. And Nazroka is the one with Imperial. I don't know if they had already spent it at that point or mm-hmm. what. But the the fact of the matter was I was it it, it broke my little heart because I was really hoping that Nazroka was gonna find a way to sneak several guacs. Yes. Like the, the Get Mechatol an Imperial Rex point. Because a lot of the points on the board thus far were kind of I mean, all you had to do was come up with the money and build the ship. And yeah. I think I think maybe by the time this all had come up, the flagship was already online. Yeah. So like we had a flagship, we had, you know, we had five in one system. I just I I I really thought that it was a time for Andra to get greedy because yes. Andra felt a little bit behind mm-hmm. the other players mm-hmm. in some ways. You could have you, the whole thing that we were talking about in the commentary too was the idea that like this was an opportunity for Andra to steal shard of the throne, have a huge point swing and like that be okay. Like the table was okay with that. Right. Because Sar was in a commanding you could, position. You could whine the whole time. You could yeah. be like, Sar is eating me. Exactly. I'm being eaten. Right. But the, meanwhile, I'm like scooping up I'm several points. five points it or whatever. You know what it would have been? It would have been sort of like what we've seen Wolfen do, mm-hmm. which is Wolfen starts scoring all these points, but the, meanwhile, their game... I mean, no, no offense, is just falling apart right. positionally. But staying in there enough yeah. to close it up. And Nasroka easily could have done that. Because all you got to do is Nasroka next round. Yeah, you start to lose a couple systems. You send your flagship back home and build a couple mechs. That's it. Nobody's coming in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, the flagship and mechs are potent. Yeah. Very, very potent. Um, and I and I I don't want to be so confident to say that that can beat a Sarball. Yeah, I don't know. But with if it times out correctly, I, I think so. Maybe good. And good. knowing Talagos, Talagos doesn't want to just do that. Talagos ain't going for space risk. He yeah. I don't Talagos think, I don't is going to back off. I don't think Talagos would have dug risk. in. It would have taken too long. Because exactly. the other part is. You had a nebula. Oh, yes. I loved that. Yeah, the nebula in the slows way slows them down. So nebula slows down absolutely. Uh, throw a little more plastic into the other system out in front to make yep. it. You know, a little. You can't just like snipe it. You got to actually commit some stuff. Right. Make it a little complicated. I think, I think that could have been something so, something interesting uh, that that Andre could have done. Could have done. Yeah. Um, not to. I, I. It feels a little weird that we're singling out a player and like second guessing their game. No, no, I no, say no, this no, mostly no. because Andre has second guessed his own game. Sure. On Discord. Afterwards. I want to be clear. At every single decision point, Andre is between a rock and a hard place. Yes. Completely. Every single time. And and that's why. It so that's why we're so evaluating much. it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's it. Like I said, the 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 most fascinating player at the table to chart their whole arc yes. through the game is probably Andre. Yeah, because there's sure. a million times where it's like, if they had done this, could things have been different? Like, how, how crazy different would things have been if you had just pulled the trigger or whatever? It's like yeah. a million different in- and anytime me and And anytime me and Matt are evaluating someone like that, I mean, like, let's be real. Neither neither of us could make nope. it to a final no, 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 no. There's no, no, no way. Absolutely There's no, no way. I we do don't not. have the discipline. Yeah. Nothing. We, I don't even have the drive. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like, dude, the idea of playing a practice game, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Not doing that. Um, so uh, I want to also call out uh, Wolfen here has gotten their second dimensional tear already on Corman, And this round they finally get Atlas, which is their equidistant with Muat. Yeah. And we hadn't really talked about the, like, potential of 
uh, vortexing a war son, uh, mostly, and I think that was part of uh, Humble's drive to get the war son out immediately. It was, it was, was like, very good I planning. I cannot on have, part. Yeah. I cannot have a dimensional tear in my right. face right. eating up my second war son. I have to get it on the board and I need to protect it all game long. It's so weird because Humble does such a good job, if that's what it was about, which yeah. I think it was, uh, Humble does a, such a good job of anticipating the problems of being neighbors with Cabal when you're playing as Muat. Yep. But then later in the game, we will get to a point where I feel like the ball gets dropped yes. in a crushing Right, And this manner. is part of it. Cabal gets a hand on the equidistant. Yes. Nobody has construction this round, but he's going to get a dimensional tear in the equidistant next round, which means now there's two dimensional tears pretty much in Muat's face. We're, yeah. we're working towards that. In fact, I don't even know if it's construction. I know JR comes out at some point. That's and I true. think it might be that Wolfen is the one that gets JR. It's hard to remember every single fact about uh, it. Argent is the one that gets J Junior. Oh, is that Almost correct? Positive, okay. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we haven't really talked about Argent much this round. It's it's a little bit of a quiet round for a lot of people. Um, but Argent, uh, obviously, because we got War Sons in round one, uh, there's now a flagship slash War Sun. Well, and it objective. also it pays off super well because with their airy hollow lattice. Uh, their PDS provides a planet with production. They build their War Sun out, out. adjacent yes. to Mechatol Rex. Yes. Their War Sun is ready to go in this round yeah. the second they build it which is awesome yeah and that also ends up paying off later which is great yeah. um yeah so so it's very cool that we get to you know because the the argent flagship the argent flagship is weird to me i just real quick tangent about it one thing that I've, I've noticed about the argent flagship whenever it gets built in a game i didn't really think about this too much in the abstract but the argent flagship would be a really good flagship for dealing with um the argent <laughs> <laughs> which it would never have to do. That's the problem. Yeah. So it's just kind of a strange, like... Yeah, why do we The Argent flagship, if you don't know, is the one where Space Cannon doesn't work right. against it. It's basically only good if, like, Titans are your neighbor. Titans or, like, extra. But it's weird that it's... It's, it's ability. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Argent... So the three PDS factions are Argent, extra, Titans. Yeah. Questionable on extra even these days. Questionable on extra these days. Yeah, yeah, you don't really do that. Yeah. So like, it's weird that their flagship is good against. I guess nothing. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. It's like yeah. it's a such a well, odd and they and they 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 rule so much on having cheap fleets. It's like why do I why do I want to spend eight resources on a ship when I can uh, spend eight yeah. resources on eight ships? That right. sounds way better. Right. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so so we get to go to the War Sun route with Argent, which is uh, much better. Yeah. Um, Empyrean. Basic. Empyrean gets trade a bunch in this game. Yes. That's something. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. But uh, this round is just they built their flagship this round. It's kind of a slow round. Pretty nice for Empyrean to be like rewarded for building the flagship you want to build anyways. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty handy. So it's basically been, you know, build ships, build ships. Yes. Basically, yeah. is the story of this game. Uh, round four, going into round four, our final stage one is finally some action on the board. It's four planets of the same trait. Um, but obviously, because of like scoring tempo, four planets of the same trait is generally not going to be the objective anybody goes for right. this round because there's some other of these other spendy or whatever objectives that everybody still has to do. So unfortunately, we don't see a ton of heat in round four. Um, and in fact... 
the I would say round four is defined by the fact that the support for the throne start to really fly yeah, in yeah. round four. And and we're of course really worried uh, again for uh, Andra slash yes. Nazaroka because that's the only support that has been given out one way. So there's right. gonna be swaps now with one player not Talagos, in on the swap. Yeah, Talagos's support, who knows where it's gonna go and why. Right. Um, so pretty quickly within the round, we see uh, Muat and Argent do a support swap, which right. I think is critical. I don't know who initiated it, but I'll tell you this much, Argent needed it yes. more than anybody else. Because like we said earlier, that supernova is a gateway <laughs> to hell <laughs> it's the only yeah it's the only way kind of around the hollow lattice yep. if he can get support swapped with muat then the hollow lattice is going to hold everything else yep. down yep and um, their neighbors so that locks it in and because of the dynamics with sar being sar and in a pretty commanding position we see vool wraith and empyrean swap supports across the table yes that's that just their sense. standard swap i will say this i i want to i want to i feel like muat I guess Muat could have traded across the table or traded with Empyrean or whatever. Um, but looking at it right now, it feels like Muat doesn't have a lot of people they can even trade with. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the board state in the middle of round four once the sw swaps are starting. I'm not seeing a lot of options for them to trade with anyone else besides Argent and uh, Cabal. The problem with swapping with Cabal is it doesn't actually protect you from the thing yep. that we're all worried about at this point, which is the hero. Right. Which, to be fair, too, we're not, like, super freaked out about it. It is a threat, but that hero doesn't always hit. But it can hit, and with Muwa, it can hit a war sun. That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. and, and, and it really doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the, the, it gets to roll all this dice for all these right. different ships. That's nothing. If I that lose one more sun, that's bad. Yeah. But I will say there was this point in this round where we were really excited about it because there was a Sar ball on Mechatol yeah. Rex, and then both War Suns were next to the other dimensional tear. Right. And Wolfen did not pull the trigger, probably because yeah. he's good, and we're just memers over here. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to wait for a, a, a proper to wait to, opportune moment. to see what the shape of the late game was going to be before yep. they pull the trigger on yep. it. And when they do pull the trigger, it is very exciting. Still good, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else happens around? This four? round Let's... is the weird. Empyrean just gets to have Mechatol. Sar. Oh uh, yeah. Sar's tired of heat. Here's what I'll say about Sar. Okay, Sar. Sar doesn't want the heat. They're they're parked on Mechatol, and right. everyone is starting to point the finger at Sar. Yes. So Sar says, "I want to bail." But what's even better about what about what Sar does is this is uh, the round Sar starts setting up for like chaos mapping stuff. Yes. Sar goes and parks in the Alpha wormhole asteroid, field. asteroid yeah. field and this map the thing we haven't talked about with this map is it is designed with all six wormholes in it evenly dispersed throughout the equidistance yeah. which yeah. means everybody is adjacent to everything which means sar parked in an asteroid field that nobody's allowed to activate is effectively like muat parked in a supernova that nobody gets to get into totally. right like totally. so and and it's got a wormhole there sar can go anywhere they want to yes uh in the final round so sar spends round four getting objectives kind of the normal way but more specifically deciding positionally where they need to be to make their plays in the final round totally yeah it's like there's this kind of thing that happened with this game where um corner of the market came out and m a lot of the players not all of them but a lot of them were like whoop-de-doo i'm just gonna wait on the stage too yeah, yeah. Uh, some of them were some of them were able to figure it out uh, notably um, so there's this thing that happens where Cabal is going to attack Sar. Yes. 
to take their fourth. I forgot if it was a fourth cultural, or well, you they were saying ha- maybe it was too hazardous. They have multiple options, and there was a whole the whole thing was they could take uh, Crag and Sig from Sar, and it would deny Sar the point in addition to granting themselves the oh, point. Oh, that's what it was. So it was like, I can take a lot from you and gain myself the point. And Sar goes, oh dear, oh please, no, no, no. Here's my support for the throne yes. one way. So that's that's what's funny about what happens with on- Andra and Nazaroka. We were all wondering, well, who's going to get the extra support yep. now? And it ends up being Wolfen. It's, Wolfen kind of brilliantly right. extorts it. And then Wolfen tries to go, hey, I'm going to try and go to Argent to pick this up. And then for some reason, I think they couldn't. Like It was like a mis- miscalculation. Yeah, there was something weird about it. And then it's it. such a funny moment uh, that I'm going to spoil right now. So if you don't want an individual cool moment spoiled, just l- just skip ahead just a second. But uh, immediately, so we have DET, immediately we explore a Frontier token and find a Gamma which leads to malice. Uh, malice, which is our fourth culture. Yeah. So it was like, it was we did all of this. Thing. Like I might have to attack you. I might have to attack yeah. you. Oh wait, I can just go bugger off to into the distance. Like I can just go away and yes. it'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> um, and at this point we should talk about too. Um, there's like, we're getting into, um, I mean the, the end of this game is like, uh, as far as the Americans go, the three Americans, uh, it's a liar's minefield yes. out yeah. here. We're yeah. just, I mean, these people are lying so hard, I don't even right. know who's... T- you know, I don't know nothing. Well, this is one of those games where uh, these players... And we talked about this in last week's episode. Dirty American Dirtbags. Well, there's Dirty American Dirtbags, but more importantly, there are a bunch of people who are uh, all very humble and felt like they they didn't feel like they meant were meant to be here. They weren't especially uh-huh. all confident. Right. And that permeates through i don't know if these people were lying or if they believed what they were telling themselves were but they, they were they were all just like there's no way i'm gonna win guys there's no way and, yeah. if, and we are at the commentary desk like every single one of you can win if like the thing flips in the right yeah. way we're just like, we're doing all the theory crafting being like oh they do this and then they win right. and then this person there's a wins. million paths it's, for everyone to win it's really crazy and it made me feel because of all the lying and the reason i'm bringing up the lying right now is because uh this is the I, one of the there, there maybe have been more notable lies at this point, but just to talk a little bit about Argent, Teddy takes uh, politics. We're in round four. Yes. Okay. We're about to decide. And and Teddy was uh, speaker before, so yes. has the speaker token. Claims that he's not going to just send the speaker token right. one over to uh, Humble Checkmate slash Muat. Right. And then kind of just immediately backtracks on that and gives the speaker yeah. token. Away. Well, no, because what, do, what, <laughs> what he does is he, he tries out this whole gambit. He hasn't popped politics yet or anything, but... That it's in when he's going to take politics. He's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to what I'm going to do with it. Blah 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 blah. And then, like immediately after he takes politics at the beginning of the round, he then whispers humble checkmate. He's like, hey, that was a Hollywood. And I'm definitely going to give it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. Um, that's. I guess we don't really have a whole lot to say about Argent. No, there's I, there's not much in this. Im- Empyrean is having to get. Empyrean is getting encroached on, but they get Mechtal Rex. I believe that was the deal between. Yes. Uh, yeah, Sar gets access to one of the Riggles, the hazardous Riggle. Yeah. For Sar to get a point, and in return for that, they give Mechtal to Empyrean, who has Imperial. Yeah. So it gets Empyrean in their guac. Uh, custodians. Yes. But I will say this. I want. I want to go ahead and say that at this point, because they're kind of all making trades yeah. to, trading around points and stuff and the support swaps have flown all the players point wise are pretty even yes in a plastic sense though i would put empyrean not in such a hot spot nope. yeah um the pla- they seem to be behind in plastic yeah and then the american side of the table 
is going to have speaker advantage going into the final yes. round. We've got Humble Checkmate uh, slash Muat in the yellow spot with speaker. Yep. So that's yellow, red, green is our one, two, three, all the Americans, and then we've got our UK and continental European players on the, on the southern half. On the other, yeah. on the other half. So, so that is kind of the shape of it. I do. We have one more play to talk about, though, yeah. at least in this, which is uh, so we're all thinking about uh, you know how the Muat player is going to set up and what, you know, we're thinking about Nova seed as a hero. Uh, we're thinking about the cabal hero as yes. well. And uh, humble checkmate does this pretty interesting. Uh, I would say very good move uh, or at least the idea of it is very good. It doesn't end up paying off correctly, but uh, instead of, Oh, I'm going to save my Nova seed for the final round and use it to blow up something. I'm going to have everybody scream at me and tell me what I'm supposed to do with it. Yeah, right. or like using it for wind slaying or something. Yeah. Like, there's no point to wind slay when you have the speaker going into the final round. Right. So instead, we Nova seed at the end of round four, like in the middle of the table. Yeah. And we have prototype War Sun 2 at this point. And also a lot of people have light wave. So if it and, sounds like we're yeah. talking about people doing crazy stuff, it's because people could. Mostly. Yeah. Muat had light wave deflector and prototype War Sun 2. Yeah. Going uh, into round five. It yeah. It was incredible. Which I think was, uh, no, it wasn't Maw. I believe they got plagiarized. It was plagiarized off of Vool Wraith. Yeah. Vool Wraith got light wave and then they plagiarized Vool Wraith. Yeah. Cabals. So that was pretty tight. Um, so, so we've got a Nova seated, uh, double War Sun fleet with some yes. supporting they stuff. They are parked just south of Mechatol. They are two spaces away from Nazroka's home system, yeah. one space away from Mechatol, yeah. and three spaces away from both Vulwraith Cabal and Clan Asar's home system. Yeah. So the, their prototype War Sun is in range of three home systems and Mechatol Rex. Which is great setting up for a myriad of yes. stage two objectives, not to mention the Shard of the Throne, which Nazroka has. Right. So it's like, it's this brilliant kind of like, I'm set up for a lot of stage twos. I can kind of do anything next uh, round. And, I, and I'm definitely set up to try and take the Shard right. next round. So I really like that, and I think that that is a really good way to think about Nova Seed yep. in the future. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we move on to the last round? Round four, Agenda Phase. Oh, right, Ixthian yes. comes out. Yeah. And as with round one, these players dodge and Ixthian. They just make it go again. Well, and, well and it goes, it gets spicier than that because yes. it's a politics writer uh, from Muat who already has speaker, so that's so that kind of a matter. nothing that's burger. Nothing. And then an Imperial writer goes for for Argent who has their war son at risk from the Ixthian. Their war son is one of three ships adjacent to Mechatol which will die if the Ixthian pops. Yes. So they oh, throw an Imperial Rider 4 to maybe negate <laughs> the risk of losing that war son. And we's, we've also skipped ahead a little bit because what they've all just learned is that the first stage 2 yes. is flagship or war son in home system or Mechatol Rex. Achieve supremacy. Achieve supremacy is the, the stage 2 and happens to be final objective. Yeah. Um, so that war son that uh, Teddy slash Argent is maybe going to lose is the only war son the they point. have. They yeah. need that. Yeah. They need that for the point. Um, so they so they use Imperial Rider essentially as a blocker. It's a very sad day, but it complete. I completely understand yeah. it. Again, they they. Um, negate. I mean, it's pure cowardice. I should say. <laughs> it's pure cowardice. Sure, sure. It's like, what do these people want to win? Do right. they want to do anything else? So the big problem with achieve supremacy, a scorable two pointer 
for all of these players that all already have a flagship or a uh, war sun right, out right is the, of the script most of your guac is now useless like now yeah. everybody's in range of a win you d- yeah the, the guac the guac conversation was a big leading conversation for most of the game and now is completely meaningless because the two-pointer is up for grabs for everyone right pretty much everybody so four of our players are at seven points and two of them are eight at eight so Vulwraith, cabal and kool-aid don't even need to score secrets no they can just achieve supremacy and win or in both of their cases they can just score a leftover stage one and do the secret so there's this right. whole thing of like are you going for achieve supremacy like you can dodge around your intentions in this round as those yes. two players the other four have to score a stage two and a secret or uh, specifically in Talagos's case, Asar, they have two more secrets left to score with their guac, so they can score a stage one and maybe do both their secrets and they'll have a win. Sure, so sure. there's like, on top of the threat of everybody's war suns or flagships are about to do a lot of damage, multiple players have other paths to sneak around this. So this is like a wildly unpredictable final round and you see it wear on the players because they immediately start having these negotiations of like well how are you going to stop so-and-so how am i going to stop so-and-so yeah. so humble checkmate uh leans so humble checkmates is the impending uh victory here and so the beginning of the strategy phase they want to take imperial yes and there's a lot of heat that happens the big threat here is with imperial all checkmate all humble has to do is send those war sons anywhere <laughs> basically yeah. but specifically so they could either take nasroka's home system and get the shard right and then score off of imperial for two more points to get them to 10 or they can take mechatol with both of their war sons right and then next turn use imperial to win the game right. and we don't know maybe muat has a master plan action card like we have no idea like, there's right there's and, a incredibly high risk that muat could even win on their first muat, turn muat has a uh, unscored secret Yes. Which could be something action phasey. Right. They could even easy. do that. They could go to Vulwraith's home system, score Dark in the Skies, and then still win that. There's like yeah. a million paths for Muat right. to win here. So the question becomes do we let Muat keep Imperial? Right. Because Andra slash Nazroka reveals that they have uh, public disgrace. However, he would, I, I would say at his point, his tone and, and his feeling about his own game is that. Uh, that he is screwed and that he is not winning the game. Yeah, he's looking at two war sons and he's saying, "I'm going to lose that fight." Yep, this is not looking great for me. I will play. I will play this, but I want it played specifically for me. Now, uh, it, obviously, uh, if you have, sorry, if you don't have like the way the table is shaped, mapped sure. in your brain, that would probably help. Um, but uh, he is going to be fifth, fifth pick. Yeah, which is rough. Um, so it's hard for this to actually make any real dent for him personally, and he's not really willing to play. The he's not doing it for Winslay. Right. He's saying I want to do. I want to play this public disgrace, and I want it to mean I get yeah. a better strategy card than I would have gotten. And humble checkmate kind of calls him on this and says, "All right, well, I will give you my ceasefire yep. if you don't play it." Non-binding. Non-binding deal. deal says yep. that can't trade in the strategy phase so it's a non-binding Meanwhile, deal the americans are going crazy they yes. just won't shut up yeah. they're just like right oh uh, they're 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 doing they're the thing fits. that they do which is that they are saying well that the whole table must work together yep. so that only one player may win right exactly. we, are, we are on a team somehow no one's win, we are ever not. going to win yeah, yeah exactly yeah well the big thing too I, I do want to put one thing in the case of why andra should have just played the public disgrace well, I, yeah i also would have just done that too which but. is especially honestly humble 
having Imperial is the biggest threat to your home system because that means they do have to do it first action. If Humble ends up with something like leadership, you have time to figure out how the round is going to... That's a risk. It is a risk in its own right. But I'm just saying at least you can work at... And at least like your first action can maybe be building at home or whatever. Like you can work things out. Whereas Imperial, it's like, nope, the gun is loaded and they're going to they're gonna pull the trigger I, right I, away. I think... I do believe Humble may have threatened that if he ended up with leadership, he, he would, would just, just go, go for it for first the action. system first action. And that's a good... That's so a that's kind of rough. That's a good threat from Humble Checkmate yeah. uh, in, in, in his defense. So he ends... He ends up promising this. Uh, Teddy uh, slash Argent picks up leadership. Which also gets the public disgrace threat, but kind of, it just doesn't... I don't it, even remember what ended up It doesn't up peter out, it. no. Well, so, so okay, here's what happens. Uh, Argent Flight gets leadership and uh, Empyrean gets diplomacy, but on both of those, uh, Andra continues to make the public disgrace threat. And yeah. that's what started to really make the Americans upset. Is it just, yeah. that, like, to them, it felt like Andra wasn't... They didn't know why Andra was doing this. They're just mad because they're not going to get the card that they want. Well, and, and at this point, Andra is specifically trying to pick up, I think, diplomacy is what he, he wants. He wants the so best he card. Yeah, he's trying to negotiate system. a way into letting the other players get him the card that he wants. And and for, in return, he won't use this. There was at one point even a deal trying to be struck that would have been awesome, which is, I think Teddy was the one proposing it. Yeah. Which is to say, listen, you all just don't take Imperial. Let Andra have Imperial. He, nobody gets public disgraced. Andre gets what they want, and we move on with our lives. Right. And I think that actually would have worked out pretty well for the table, because at this point, too, Andra does not have that many fleets left to deal with. They're going to have a pretty long gambit uh, to find a win, even with Imperial. Uh, and so I think it would have been that kind of leveling of the playing field for everybody. I can't sort remember, of though, did Andra slash Nazaroka have fleet logistics? Because if, if they have fleet logistics, then that would mean that I they, don't think they did. Okay, if they did not, then 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 I agree with what you're saying. Um, no, nope, they did. They you're did. Right. Yeah. So that that's Rough. the problem. That's the problem with that plan is that they can just in the do world anything. where you get Imperial all the way to Nazaroka, then we hop on over yeah. to Sar's home system. We're in trouble. We immediately score the two, and then we just have to pick up a secret. Yeah. You know that's but, not good. But I will say this: um, Andres slash Nazaroka was complaining. Uh, for a lot of the game, that they were having really bad luck with secrets, and they, unlike the Americans, not a total lie. No, that so was correct. Not yeah, full, they had bad not secrets. Not completely full of it. Um, <laughs> I like how we really are down talking the Americans in this table. Yeah. I love both. I love all three of them, and I'm I'm so fun. personally way closer to the three of them in play style. Yeah, Actually, sure. that's not really true. I don't even really talk that much when I play anymore. At You're this more point, of a wolfen. I'm more of a wolfen. I just shut up, yeah. and who knows what's going on with me. <laughs> Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, we, we have Argent with leadership. We have Kool-Aid with diplomacy. Uh, uh, Empyrean. Sorry, Kool-Aid, Empyrean. Uh, Talagos as Sar ends up taking warfare, which is kind of the funny... They, they have an opportunity. That's where the public disgrace actually comes directly into play. Um, and it's it's just a threat again, but Andra says, I, I need politics, not only just to, for better speaker or uh, initiative order this round, but also maybe next round if somehow we do pull off going another round. And... 
I mean, there's nothing Telagos can do at that point. Uh, Andra still has the public disgrace, and Andra just says, I will let you take it. I'll just take something different. You don't even have to play the card. I don't care. Um, I'd you know rather have access to it next round to maybe deny somebody Imperial or whatever. Right. So Andra, as Sar, takes Warfare, seeing that achieves supremacy is such Telagos a big deal. Telagos takes Warfare. What did I say, Andra? Yeah, yeah. Telagos, as, as Sar, takes Warfare, seeing that that might open up their opportunities to potentially attack and then retake, or more specifically, they are closest to Empyrean's home system, and Empyrean just took diplomacy. So this is their opportunity to override the diplomacy, pull the token, and attack Empyrean's home system if they need to. Well, and I think that's what it's all about, yeah. essentially, is is Sars looking at the table. And I think for some reason, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but there may have been other aspects to this I did not understand. I feel like Sar very much was like, if I'm scoring this, it's going to be from the Empyrean home system. Yeah. And even looking at the map right now, it, it kind of weirds me out because I'm just like, why not Mechatol Rex? Right. Like, Mechatol Rex is right. the, is well, the one. Well, I mean, at this moment, there are literally three War Sons adjacent to Mechatol Rex. Right. So. But I mean, you, you, you stall it out. You I know. know you, you see what's uh, going to happen. Also, you're sorry. Maybe, maybe you can... I don't know. If right. somebody's going to build enough to stop these war sons, maybe right. it's you. So Andra, uh, as Nazaroka takes politics, and Wolfen, as Vulorath takes trade. They could take construction or trade. It wouldn't make a difference yeah. either or, or for, their, for, trade, for their order. So, so basically, the scoring priority at this point going to the round, the, the winning order is Muat into Argent, into Empyrean, into Nazaroka, mm -hmm. Wolfen, and then Sar. Wolfen is Cabal, and then Wolfen Cabal into Sar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, which is odd. It, it is. It is a little weird thinking about that right now. But I will say, uh, like, as kind of a credit to the public disgrace, like, kind of repeated attempt play. Um, it did. We did end up with politics. So it's yeah. not like we did horrible. We got. We got some stuff. From fifth pick. We got politics. That's right. not that bad. Right. Definitely. Um, so going into the round. Um, we could probably talk about a like too much chaos for a very very long time, so we'll probably need to simplify a bit. The big thing is uh, we all know that Muat's first turn yeah. is going to be to take something, whatever they've mm -hmm. decided is worth it. Mm -hmm. So the big thing round one is Cabal's first action is to finally use that hero. They've got their sp their dimensional tear adjacent to both war suns and like a handful of other stuff, whatever. Which is destroyers. really, it's really like the flaw of like, I, I really, you know, I, I, I want to give humble credit where it is due. I, I really think the end round four Novacy play is great. I just don't understand why we didn't get the heck away from those those dimensional, dimensional tears. tears. Yeah, I mean, we could have. We had lightwave prototype War Sun too. There were so many places. Right. We could go. I mean, maybe not a million actually. In fact, even actually, just, even just one hex. I can really over. only see one. Right. And maybe there's a reason why we couldn't go there. So for all I know, way, there's an explanation. Sure, but regardless, uh, the, the the Cabal hero pops and it ends up taking out one of the two wars i think that's all it took out it got too. like a destroyer somewhere else too oh, okay, like sure. one random destroyer somewhere I th i'm pretty sure. sure but yeah basically the only thing it needed to hit it hit and and so one of the worsens goes down and checkmate uh muwat's game feels like it might be in the toilet now uh because because it's kind of the the fleet it's itself was kind of like like it much. was very much propped up by those two war suns right not and a huge fighter there, screen there, yeah there wasn't even a very big fighter screen yeah which was kind of something i kept coming back to thinking like you know because if you have low if you have a low hp war sun fleet yeah and you know i feel like what you kind of invite with that 
is um if you have a, a fighter screen then you have to whiff a whole bunch to lose a fight right. let's just simplify it like right. that and with war suns that's not going to happen the odds right. are really low that right. you're going to whiff but you might whiff once you might whiff once right the, my point though is that if you come into a fight with low hp and your opponent has high hp well the fact that you have war suns means that if they don't whiff at all like yeah. let's say they have an above average right. roll you might be toast even if you kill yeah, like a, a significant of portion right. of their ships. Right, that's, they can kill you in one round if they if they need to. Yeah. So uh, he ends up Muat does on their turn even with their one war sun. It's one of those moments where it's a little bit like you kind of wonder if checkmate was a bit tilted if Muat was it was feeling. Yeah, I don't ah, know. That I don't was know. my shot. Well, I have to just shoot what I've got anyways. I I don't know that they made the right or wrong choice, but they do end up going for Nazroka's home system. They win the fight there, but I mean it's not like a huge fleet left standing in the end, and there's plenty of stuff parked nearby to come deal with it. Uh, Empyrean ends up jumping on Sar's home system, and then when it comes around to Andra, Nazroka's turn. Mm -hmm. Nasroka now has an option. Do I take back my home system, thus kicking humble checkmate Muat off and denying them the point? But in doing so, that's it. That's my game. Right. I will have to send right. my entire fleet pretty much to my home system to to thwart this war son. And yeah. that's that's gonna be it. I'll never achieve supremacy. I will not win the game. There's no way. And Andra says, Well, I, I have to there has to be something else in it for me. I'm sending my flagship to SAR's home system, and only if I win, only if my flagship survives above the SAR home system, will I choose to do anything about Muat in my home system. Right. So now everyone else's game rests on Nasroka's success against the Empyrean flagship. And the Empyrean flagship holds for a while, but eventually, like, Andra is threatening this more and more, uh, and uh, Kool-Aid as Empyrean basically finally obliges and is like, fine, I will retreat out so that you do something about Muat because Muat's going to win on their next action. Yeah, you know what was rough about that? And this is like a minor rule thing to keep in mind um, that it's really easy to forget. I always like throwing out little nuggets. You know, like we're talking about something specific, but also I just want to throw out little lesson nuggets my, to my students out there. <laughs> my, You know, I'm your sensei. If you sustain the Empyrean flagship and you don't use the ability, that's it. That's bad. Which it's, I guess it's such a specific thing to, to bring up because most of the time if you're in this situation, it's probably because you lost the fight and right. it's dead. But this was, we retreated and it's already sustained. You won't, you, the, the, the window for using that ability is when you sustain The moment it. of sustain. So if it is already sustained, that's it. You're, yeah. you're going to have to rebuild it, I guess, yeah. which is rough. So that completely crippled the, the dynamo. And so now Andra is in Sar's home system with essentially a win in the sights, although it's literally only the flagship. So like anybody's going to be able to deal with that. Sar could send a couple of nothing burger ships over there did we, and deal did, with it. Did we talk about what Cabal did at this point? We have not yet. Okay, so I really like... Wolfen does something really sly here. <laughs> so Wolfen, we're all talking about... It's kind of reminding me, um, all the talk right now, it's kind of reminding me of game one. If you want to go back and watch the first game of the tournament, mm -hmm. um, it's this really good game where at the end of it, um, John, who was a finalist from last year, um, and some of the other players are kind of getting into this like win-slay talk. Yeah. And so there's this like kind of discussion of like, you know what, I'm gonna take out my own chance. Uh, I'm gonna throw throw bricks through my own windows and right. destroy, you know, take my own house down. 
um, so that we can get this to go another round because of the sort of unevenness of the way the wind slays were all were all playing off. So Wolfen does like a fake out version of that. Yeah. Where he he goes into the to Andra slash Nazroka's home system to kill uh, the Muat warship or war sons. Uh, and he sends his flagship in there, kills his flagship. In the fight. In the fight. Yeah. And and wins. So we've got two cabal um dreadnoughts floating above Nazroka's home system. Uh, but it doesn't matter because there's no flagship. Um, but Nazro or Cabal's at eight, and we really figure after this that he has a they've got a secret, secret locked in the up. bag. Yep, and, and, and the stage one was, is easy. So like, there is this world. I'll just go ahead and I mean, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and get ahead of myself and sort of spoil that this does not end up with Wolfen winning. But there is this like world, yeah, where. They kind of slept on Wolfen, and then Wolfen sneaked into yep, the victory. Totally, which is kind of how Wolfen won his other games too. So I just want to say, <laughs> it's like, a very Wolfen path. It's so weird because Wolfen, Wolfen is an interesting player because, like, just the style of I'm gonna be kind of quiet and like just yeah. like chill out and do do everything right and just kind of slowly positionally move around. Right, and then like at the end, just all of a sudden I've got it, and you weren't thinking about me. It's like a skill to sort of like. Yeah. Hide in the shadows like he does. I love it. Well, this is where this game gets uh, peak annoying <laughs> because now uh, the pretty soon after this, the the Nazroka flagship is dispatched, dealt with. It's dead. Yeah, uh, I think. Or does it even ever die? Or does it just get to hang the, out there forever? C- C- Cabal. Cabal. Comes eventually, into that's the, right. Cabal yeah. ends up in two different people's home systems without a flagship. Without any flagship. So we're just doing so, work, blocking, but we're not doing. So flagships like on the board right now are Imperians locked down yeah. where it doesn't need to be. Yeah, and uh, the War sons are dead. Uh, the Argent War Sun ends up getting locked down. We're going to put that in big air quotes. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll talk um, about that. And yeah. then the SAR flagship is in the asteroid field with chaos mapping unlocked, ready to go. So the biggest threat at the table right now at this point is what is SAR going to do? Yeah. And we're kind of just stalling. An Argent flight begins the leadership stall in in earnest. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, pulls like other people had stuff. And Argent still pulled off the majority of a leadership stall. By the time, once they bought, pop- well, he bought, what happened was uh, Teddy slash Argent bought one of the packs yes. from Empyrean, which I'll say this, if you chart, I don't even, we haven't even mentioned the Empyrean packs, but they were like, they went all over. They were sold and bought <laughs> a lot. I yeah. mean, they were just used all the time. So they were just you, used yeah, to chart the, the I, journey. I the think that's the new on. meta for Empyrean is, is this idea of like, listen, I have two stalls. Stall? Yeah. I've got stall? two stalls. You, you get stall? to, you get to buy two packs you get a stall. You get and a then stall. activate me. And that's three total actions right, right there. It's Nuts. pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so the big threat on the board is SAR. There is light discussion, I would say, of Argent Flight. Uh, and, and really, it all amounts to, like, I think you can win. And Argent Flight is like, no, I don't think I can win. And everybody just starts doing that for, like, an hour. It's just, right. no, 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 no. I can't win. You can win. I no, really I don't can't have win. it, guys. No, I really don't well, have can, it. Can we talk about the Argent moment? Because this Let's drove us talk nuts. About the, yes, this go drove ahead. us nuts. Uh, so, so Argent has um, a hero that exists yes. and it does stuff and one of the things it does is it allows you to move activated ships around yep they just or actually sorry it allows Anything. you to move any ships activated or unactivated they just have to end up in uh, a space where uh, there are no enemy ships and yep. Argent has already activated. And hilariously, earlier in the round, it was a great play by Argent, which was 
the Argent Flight has Muat's uh, flagship, and they know that Muat might want to come to Mechatol Rex. So Argent says, let me send a small fleet to Mechatol Rex and go park above it so that Muat's not allowed to activate it. That, yes. that removes one of the options. That was I funny. have a light little feat that has a command token there. Guess what? Maybe I can just send my stuff into that command token whenever I pop my hero. Exactly. So so early on, I think it's uh, uh, Teddy slash Argent's first action is I'm going to move like two destroyers above Mechtal Rex. Um, and so, yeah, that that's kind of playing into the hero quite nicely. Um, but it also feels like something we're doing for the table. Right? Yeah. It's good for me, good for the table. Now, there's this point where Muat has been neutralized. Yes. And... For some reason, I don't even remember who it was. I'm not going to call out whatever player did it. I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. But the table started insisting mm-hmm. that Teddy slash Argent activate his own war son. Right. As if that hero Didn't doesn't exist. exist, which drove us <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I mean, we're going, I mean, like, not to say that, like, we talked about it for a long time, but inside my brain, yeah. I was like, what are we? Why what is, is happening? This, why is like, this a, tr- a so an opportunity? So for Teddy slash Argent activates like, yeah, the war and he's sure. like, "Oh man, really cost you myself the win, me. huh?" Yeah, yeah, just like very. It's like sneaky, but at the same time, it's like, why are we? Yeah, how did I don't know? I don't know how Teddy gets away with this right, stuff. Right, to be honest, right. like it's it's really wild. Later in the round, he even builds his flagship at home for good measure, yes. so that both the War Sun and the flagship will go park on Mechatol when the time is right. And basically, that that choice becomes forced when finally Kool Aid as Empyrean calls it out and goes, "Hey, wait a second, guys." This stuff is locked down, but it doesn't matter. He's got a command token in my home system and on Mechatol. Now, right. Wolfen ends up getting a destroyer. Uh, there's no way Teddy... There was a moment in time where Teddy could have warped everything into Imperian's uh, home, home system. That does not happen. But uh, they finally call out the Mechatol thing, and they did it just with enough warning from Argent. Argent's able to do something about it, because the next action from Sar could have been moving everything onto Mechatol, and that would have stopped Argent cold in his tracks. But Argent gets one activation, and they go, okay, I can't stall, I can't do anything else fancy, I will go ahead and pop my hero and send everything in. And it's a sizable enough fleet that it kind of goes, ooh, that might be really tough. It's a war sun, a flagship, and a bunch of other stuff, and uh, there are PDS adjacent to it as well. So Sar, even with a pretty big fleet, looks at that and goes, I don't think that can be my target well i also think i might be wrong here am i i, I might be pulling this out of my butt but did sar have darken is that what it was they had uh brave the void was it brave the, well, but i don't know what else they had i don't know if they had darken or not they definitely know. went and braved the void above vool wraith at one point so they're so basically we get fully 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 into the like late 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 end game where we're just like okay someone just reveal what you're doing here Talago spent a bunch of smart actions just like sussing out possible secrets from all of the people ahead of him remember mostly from wolfen yeah actually. remember sar it only wins if everybody else doesn't win at this point right um and so yeah he's just going around he sees he's the other going people in are, order he's like who's gonna win right before me let's right. try and take them out right. um but he's not gonna get to essentially uh teddy slash argent who yeah. has leadership is gonna score first right and we're all just screaming right about because it's it's i mean there's a period of this game where the only thing kind of the only the the biggest easiest option that argent has is playing the hero moving to mechatol yeah there's only two strike wing alpha ones right you could easily go dispatch that if someone had blown them out of the sky the whole play is gone would have fallen apart yep now i'm not saying teddy has 
Teddy has a lot of ingenuity. Yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't. Well, and he was able to work under. I mean, again, this round is defined by the fact that everybody has a shot, yes. which means nobody's going full in on windslaying. Everybody's going, oh, windslay a little bit as long as I have a lot of fuel in the tank to still right. work for my win, which right. means nobody has enough to do all the things. So nobody's and burning it, an action just to throw stuff on Mechatol when right. there's like other stuff they maybe have to do too. Well, and it's like, I think, I think cabal wolfen did uh, a good job stopping uh more than one person yeah uh, actually wolfen actually did wolfen put wolfen, in like all the work this round kind of deserve the windslay medal <laughs> i think wolfen gets the windslay medal right um and then you have sar that i think i feel like had some there was some reason i think that sar needed to score that point in imperian's home system yeah i'm not willing to accept that mechatol rex was was on the table but from for some reason sar just passed on mm-hmm. it because it doesn't make sense i think there was some reason sure that talago slash sar there was needed to go into the to imperium there was a moment in time too where argent was getting threatened like their home system and stuff was getting threatened and argent's play in that moment was if you attack my stuff you just make my secret scorable yeah if he's, he's like i don't have i don't have a shot but if you attack my stuff i probably will score my secret dude, dude there is <laughs> and just, so much. just throwing that question mark into yeah. people's heads was enough to be like i guess dude, i don't know <laughs> the subtitle for this game if we had done subtitles would have been hollywood spaghetti <laughs> because everyone is just throwing hollywood spaghetti at the wall there's prop spaghetti everywhere <laughs> these people are lying through their teeth oh we even forgot to mention the biggest lie of all mm. which was the non-binding deal yes humble slash oh Mu'at yeah whoops we dropped with the ball. andra slash nazaroka yeah, we that- totally skipped that part so that part but way back if you rewind when we were talking about the strategy phase for the last round uh humble's like oh yeah i'll give you my ceasefire he doesn't do that do yep. you remember how we talked about him invading he just goes Nazareth? into the home no system. he just doesn't do it yeah so confirmed villain yeah okay i had it right all wrong <laughs> this guy this guy meanie blue meanie 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 yeah in trouble well regardless uh we start to see empyrean also set up for the stage one they're at eight they set up for two adjacent to mechatol and then it's very obvious like oh so kool-aid can do his secret objective obviously uh and the basically we it's literally gotten so tiring hearing all this hollywooding that the moment Teddy's jam for you activates the lone destroyer adjacent to Mechatol that's also next to his uh, PDS network. Like, we weren't even paying attention. And it's like, oh, this is about to be the game-winning play. I was paying Whoops. attention. Well, I, we weren't reacting. And I was I was half paying attention. Like, see, I was missing it. You'll see what happens. Because I I, yeah. I think I think we were on different pages there. Because, okay, uh, I also think we maybe skipped over something. So, so Argent does successfully pull off the hero. Yes. And move everything. Oh, wait, we did. We, did, we talked about that. So, yeah. so, so we've got the, the two-pointer locked down. All of a sudden, next turn, Argent activates Lone Destroyer, shoot PDS, turn turn their fleets to dust, and that that is gonna, that's it. That's it. That's yeah. gonna win. And everybody else is pretty much passed at this point. Like he, the leadership stall knocked out Muat and Empyrean, and then after leadership played. Sar only bought a single command token. Sar right. had one opportunity after leadership, and that was to that only was go attack Empyrean's home system. They get yeah. it. They're in a winning position, but they did. They had nothing else that they could do with it. Um, they're at eight at this point, too. They they had already scored their secret, so them getting into a home system was going to be for the win, yeah. but it, they had to do something about Argent and didn't have the time, uh, and they also managed to stall out uh, Nasroka and Vulwraith. So... Uh, the other thing to note here, too, with this last final effort to turn their fleets to dust is all of the times this round 
that Teddy's jam for you was doing <laughs> activations and was like, hey, wait, I want to double check. Do I have to use plasma scoring? Is it required? And we were at the commentary desk like, what do you, why do you care? Oh my God, why this is so fiddly. That? We should have thought more about it. We should have thought yeah. more about it. But he was, he tricked us too because what he was constantly hiding under was other people doing stuff for their own wins and he was like okay well i don't want to do i want you to do this i want you to be able to do this because i want to make sure we're getting the right people in the right spots whatever you're blocking this point you're doing this so i don't want to kill your stuff but i do want to do a little bit of damage it should have been obvious to everybody at the table that he was sandbagging a turn their fleets to dust but that's just like not the moat that's not the first thing you think of I but think he did it like two or three times of like i don't want to shoot every single shot if i don't have to please don't make me because this whole gambit was if they see that i definitely the only reason i'm in a winning shot right here right now right is because my win is obfuscated and they're right. they don't it's they, there's a question mark that's if how they, teddy does if it. they know my win is locked up too early i'm done for i'm dead the big lesson in this to me is that that saving your secrets meta is it's, back baby. it's back baby matt's it's been back wrong all with along a vengeance yeah don't score your secrets Ugh. save them to the last possible moment i hate it and then lock that game up baby because <laughs> that is exactly what happened yeah his, his and that's that's how the semifinals game was for him true. too and it was the same secret it was turn their fleets to dust yeah i don't understand how he keeps quit letting it. teddy get our quit and quit letting him get teddy get dust. quit letting him get turned the fleets to dust yeah. it's ridiculous yeah and that's it that's that 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 that's game. it happens and it's literally like oh oh wait the game's over everyone's passed oh my gosh it was it's so over sudden. achieve it supremacy so it's done game gg good job but Teddy's hey, jam for you as Argent an American Flight. an American has won. finally won the Space Cats Peace Turtles <laughs> Patreon tournament <laughs> we won we're the winners oh man Europe you suck eat it <laughs> eat it you and dicks. when I say Europe I mean I'm including the UK in that one okay? <laughs> and Canada but we, we un-Brexit <laughs> Canada is Europe if now. I say Europe and I'm and it's and I'm like clowning on people we un-Brexit for that in other at other times when I'm talking about European players, uh, we do Brexit. Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. We're Brexit for that. Well, Hunter, we lied to ourselves here. Canada, you didn't even make it to the final. This was an hour and a half long episode, you idiot. Do we have to do a real episode? No, absolutely not. I think not. we don't. I think we <laughs> I think just we, earned ourselves. I think we did do them. Uh, we get, well, I think we a, did an episode. This is as good as an Okay, so like sometimes what happens is we don't write a script, and when we don't write a script, we feel like, well, it's this is going to be a 30 We're minute episode. Them. Yeah. But we did a lot and i don't know man it's been rough lately we've been working so hard i'm so tired we need a vacation we need we a, had vacation. a vacation we, had we took a... a vacation before the finals we oh, cheated yeah, that's true that's true anyway yeah but the finals are so intense man sure. i'm like done with it sure i'm like so done with i want to thank hey wait can i want to say real quick yeah because it's just we we're not gonna get to talk about them anymore sure I really liked these finalists. These were and great. They were, this was a I great really year. liked them a lot. Ooh, I want to plug this. I don't think it has an exact date yet. These yeah. finalists were amazing. Last year's finalists were really fun too. Mm -hmm. And those finalists of their own volition and of their own doing are organizing a rematch on on this map on this year's map they want to play on the 2021 so finals funny. map uh, and it's something like i think it's going to be september 11th i don't know that it has a time yet mm -hmm. um but yeah i think we're going to try to stream uh, a rematch of that last year's finalists in early september keep keep an eye out on future episodes we will definitely be plugging that but that's fun but yeah this year's finalists were great i hope we get to see a rematch with them someday I, yeah I, I oh think totally i think it's a very i fun really love the group. idea that every every year of the tournament it's kind of like your first tournament year mm. you're kind of for me you're kind of always going to be class of that unless you make it yeah. to the finals because technically like 
technically uh, John mm-hmm. uh, competed in the first right. tournament, but John is a 2020 right. tournament because class. he's a finalist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then there are the 2019 people, there's the 2020 people, and now we have the 2021 people. Yep. And there were a lot of you, and a lot of you were really great. There were and, 300. And so you make it to the finals and you were really great. There were 336 of you. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and you weren't all special. I mean, all of you were. <laughs> no, you're all special to me. <laughs> I Hey, listen, Hunter didn't have to do this, but I typed every single one of your names into multiple Excel spreadsheets. Yep. I have, I know all of you. Yep. I know I, I know where all of you are from. I know it. all of your time zones. Yep. And uh, that's he about knows it. That's actually, zone. that's hey. all I know about you. <laughs> he knows your time zone. Uh-oh, look out. Uh-oh, he knows I know, your time I zone. I know how quickly you respond to emails. <laughs> Which That's is what slow. I know about you. Too slow. A lot of you uh, is slow. And never some of fast you, enough. no. Some of you, it's too fast. Some of you, it's concerning. <laughs> And and it's too fast, literally, because you fill out the form wrong, and that's how fast you oh, responded to the too, email. Okay, I get it. I Anyways, get it. I want to thank all of you, everyone who competed, everyone no, who no. watched. Everyone. I want to thank in this order. I want to okay. thank. All right, what order do I want to do it? The finalists. I want to thank the finalists, but I don't necessarily. I'm not gonna thank you, Teddy, for yeah. winning. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, yeah, sure. Thanks, Teddy. Thank you, Humble. Thank you. Uh, I don't want to do all three Americans in a row. Uh, thank you, Wolfen. Uh-huh. Thank you, Andra. Great. Thank you, Talagos. And thank you, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, thanks for, for giving us that, for uh, for working hard, thank for you playing to, hard. Thank you to Duke Lukem, who refereed the game. He was he was our yeah, ref that for was, the whole game. And what yeah. a job. What a thankless job. What a thankless job. An 11 and a half hour job. Of just sitting there correcting people's production mistakes. Yeah, and it's like that's where the refereeing is at now yeah. because because moder- we don't have moderators to run the game. Yep. it's you're just there to catch mistakes right. and be like, hey, so like eleven and a half hours of just being like, oh, that was wrong. And well, the worst thing too, and you can hear it in in Duke's voice multiple times, is when the players screw something up of their own, like they screw up their own timings, and then they look to the ref like, ref, will you fix it? Will you, what are we supposed to do? May, who's <laughs> Day do you want to ruin? Who who do you want to have suffer the bad thing because we all screwed this up? And he's like, I don't just come on, whatever, man, man do whatever. And then there's the times where he gives a call, and then the players are like, well, all six of us actually agree that it's okay. And he's like, well, okay, then just do it. I don't, <laughs> I don't have to be here. <laughs> like, just play the game, dips. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, man. What a game! What, what a, a game. game! And there's a hey, watch the video. Even if even if you've already had it all spoiled for you, there's a lot of funny stuff yeah. in between the videos. EJ's hype zone crushed it. This EJ's year. hype zone crushed yeah. it. Yeah. He's yeah. so yeah. good at that. Um, oh, I want to thank Root for Root having tried. a really bad day. Yeah, Root had us. a horrible day. He was gonna come and join us in person for the finals, and instead he spent multiple hours in airport heck <laughs> yeah and they just didn't they just i didn't, didn't know get him this. here they didn't get him here dude you can oh and oh man uh that reminds me but uh he, th- you can give money mm-hmm. to the airplane people and they don't have to do anything <laughs> and after that it's kind of just like whatever man well we promise you'll see an airplane <laughs> You'll at least see one. It's like a zoo. Like it might not see, even be one of ours. You can't touch it. Yeah, but you can't look. <laughs> you no. I didn't say you could for sure ride the thing. Cause what if we don't feel like doing it? Oh, we didn't put gas in it. So too bad. I don't know what happens then. We have to figure out what happens. Yeah, then. man. Ridiculous. It's a terrible industry. Uh, thank you, Root. And I'm really, I'm really sorry things did not work out. But yeah. I'm uh, you next year, baby. Yeah, next year. Next uh, year we're gonna do it on the moon. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to thank our weird bears, Farganus, Squeamish, Emu, Billy, Bop, Bop, Brasper, Brian, Kalu, and Craig, and John, Son of Leto, Mate Nason, Sunfax, Absol, Broduel, Rwise, Fweddy, TG Welch, Rumor Hippo, Pruix, Big Al, Cappuccino, Spirit Thing, and Alice. And I want to thank our little peace turtles, Patience is a Virtue, my son is also named Bor Anvilir, Alpha Squid, Dark Jutsu, Frank G, Gazkio, Goondock, Rekka, Carnal, King Scal 64, Naderade, Nick, Uncle Baddy, Teddy's Jam for you, Beza, and Rolo. Isn't it Privix? What did I, I think, say? I think you said like you I said am, something else. I'm like six feet away from the monitor. I, think it's I definitely Privix. said it's definitely Privix. I just am very far away from the monitor Privix. and couldn't read it. Hey, so guess what? This show's been a mess lately. Um, and we thank you for sticking with us. Yeah. Uh, we realized we completely forgot to do the second round of the Galactic Council poll. Uh, so that'll be up now because yep. I'm doing it right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. We're not waiting, but hey, show's been a mess. Good news. We're just back to doing the show. Now, now it's just the podcast again. We're just going to do a podcast. With like random now. weird twists. We spent about that... half our year yep. with where we double our workload. Yeah. And then the other half where we can really just focus on this whole podcast. Thing. Yeah. We, 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 we spent half our year uh, doubling our workload for this show. And then the other half of the year, we double our workload with side projects that never see the light of day. I know. <laughs> Those side projects really need to see the light of day someday. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Galactic Council poll is out. Vote on it really fast because we need to make that episode like soon. <laughs> like next would be week. Good. Um, Homebrewers Guild, uh, give me some more Omega Max. However, a big announcement: Homebrew Homebrewers Guild is back. Um, I have nothing better to do, so <laughs> it is gonna happen on Sunday, August fifteenth at ten a.m. Central Time. 10, 10 a.m. ish. I haven't gotten the players together yet. Yeah. But we, we, there's That's time. That's fifteen hundred UTC. And let me make you a promise: if it doesn't happen, you can kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you can seriously just chop his head crush off, crush me. Yep, yep. There's a there's a green knight waiting in the woods yeah. for Hunter, <laughs> just waiting. We're back, baby. Green knight part two. Uh, I I want you to go check out the finals game on YouTube Please. and uh, and you can out. also uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and you can go to our website spacecatspeacetrolls.com for more information about our Patreon, our Twitter, our Discord, our merch, everything, all the ways that you can support this show and support us and support my baby going to college. Yeah. Molly's College Fund, hit it up, yep. hit it up, hit it up. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it's funny, we, before we started this, um, Elena was like... Uh, How long are you guys going to be? <laughs> well, she was like... No, she was like, uh, I want to watch some Star Trek Next Generation, because that's our bedtime show. Yeah, sure. We watch Star Trek Next Generation. We mm -hmm. watch it every night okay. before we go to bed. Because um, it feels like home. That's what we say. Mm. Um, we say it at the same time. We look yeah. at each other in the eyes mm -hmm. and we hug and we say, feels It feels like, like home. home. Okay. It feels like home. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a part of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get to come and join no, you yeah, guys? Yeah, you can see it. Okay. Well, no, but that's the whole thing is that uh, she was like, Are we going to watch that tonight? And this is, if you don't know, this whole recording, very unusual. We did it at my house. Yep. Not, never normal. happens. Um, and it's very late at night. Well, it's not that late. It's pretty late. Um, and he came over at nine for us to start doing this. It's twelve thirty, and, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, babe, there is no way we get done before midnight. There's absolutely <laughs> no way at all. We didn't even write a script. We didn't write a script to this episode, and we started at nine, yeah. and it is now midnight thirty. Ugh, that's how this works. That's how this works. Um, Barf. hey, thanks. I just want to thank people more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to thank, thank you. Know who I want to thank? That I've been thanked in a long time. Hmm. Steve Martin. Thank you, Steve. We are still. Thank you for everything, Steve. We are still horny for it. <laughs> if you are, <laughs> if you are coming by, if you are thinking about checking out the game, 
the Twilight Imperium yeah. game. This is old. This you come is pick your banjo. Bit. You come over here. You, you don't pick know. your banjo at my house. Bring your banjo. Yep. I'll indulge you. Yep. I hate, for the record, Steve, I know you're listening. I hate your banjo thing. I hate it. Yeah. A lot. I prefer the Balonian shoes. You are the worst type of person because you <laughs> are so good at comedy. You're like the funniest guy that's ever lived. And then you tried to trick me into and everyone else not just me <laughs> into it going would be to your really bluegrass bad concerts yeah you tried to trick <laughs> the whole world into listening to you play banjo when you're like the funny one of the funniest guys that's ever lived yeah one of the funniest yeah how dare you so i think hey he did of, that tour with martin short like two years ago yeah fine okay it sure. was okay sure they're both you know very what? old he still owes me yeah and you know what he owes me? A game of TI. Hot steaming game of TI. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>